Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Standing in the slush-like waters of the Grayscape, you find yourselves, quite literally, split between two worlds. Your consciousness is fully present here, but your bodies exist in both the Grayscape and in the partially excavated cavern in Capris. Occasionally, your minds will wander back, giving you a glimpse of the worlds you left behind. The situation in Capris has calmed now that the immediate threat of the Snowkin has passed. You can rest assured that Ezebeth will maintain the King's Order. With any luck, the advance of the Withering will keep her from taking more... draconian measures. As you take in the changing landscape and seemingly endless grey sky, you notice an unusual current around your legs. It's difficult to focus on to figure out the source, because a moment later... A familiar voice echoes in your heads. From within the cavern, you all hear Samudio's voice call out to you. As his voice draws closer, you can even make out his canine form if you focus your attention. Sam says, Darvin! Arnis! Ilana, what's going on? I tried to find you after the fight, but Commander Balfall told me you came down here. Are... are you okay? Sicarius should be here tomorrow to tend to the wounded. I can make sure she comes down here to check up on you. It's, it's, uh, it's uncomfortable here. A lot of folks are not in a good way. Elizabeth is downright terrifying, and that island is getting closer. Felicity says I'm crazy, but I know something's up. Is there anything I can do? How does this all even work? Are you okay? If we're not there, I can't answer him. If you're not where? You can hear him. You can answer him. You can try. I'm you like, can try. Um, I'm well, trying to open up some communications, but would anybody want to respond? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know how. We'll get I guess I could shot. just try talking. Try just talking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sam, we're through, the, we're through the portal, but we're both here and there. And as you speak, Sam gets to see a very peculiar thing that is Aranus standing extremely still Aranus begins to speak but without any other movement whatsoever and he hears you oh uh 
Is it safe over there? We only just got here. So, uh, yes. Maybe. As they're talking, Iolana's moving about the space. Not too far from where everyone else is, but she's very much like kicking at the ground and poking it and making notes in her notebook, very much trying to take in exactly where she is and what's going on. Okay. So, Yolanda, you notice that some areas are definitely more solid snow. Some are more watery, slushy. And yeah, that current is there. And if you're focusing more on the surroundings, the vision of Sam passes from your eyes, but you can still hear him just because he's in such close proximity to your physical bodies there in the cavern. Sam will continue on. Um, Is it okay if I bring Sicarius here to make sure you're okay? Like when she's got time, of course. I would assume so, but... If she examines us, she shouldn't move us. I oh. don't know what that would. I don't know what that would do. I, I don't know either. Um, all right, I won't touch you. Um, no, I'll I just mean know. like like she shouldn't like not like move an arm or whatever. But I mean like she shouldn't remove us from the cavern. Oh 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 oh. Okay okay. Is there anything you need from me? Uh, is there anything you need me to throw through the portal i i don't know i'm very confused about how this works um i'd like to kind of as i'm moving around see what sort of information i can gain from this investigation by you know i'm looking at the ground i'm looking at the portal paying attention to how this communication is happening just what sort of information can i glean from this moment okay well let's uh let's try to keep it in the conversation so yeah we'll find out We'll see what you can discover about how this is working before we get on to just how the grayscape functions on its own. So, hmm. Roll an arcana. Rolling. It's a 20, not not a natural. Mm, okay. Well, the first thing you notice is that it's not like telepathy. This isn't like your ability that lets you speak into people's heads. This is something entirely different. It's difficult to get a sense of the range of how this would all work, but you get a sense that, let's see, how do I say this? You get a sense that it doesn't require your body here in the grayscape to remain near the portal. I think as you're wandering about, like it's not like Sam's getting quieter as you've taken a few steps away from the portal. It's mostly because he's near your body there, so it sounds like he's near your body where you're at. It is definitely a magical type of communication, no doubt about it. This isn't just like two cans with a long string. Well, <laughs> actually, I guess it is because your body there in the cavern is one can and your body here in the grayscape is the other one. And there's something connecting you between the two. But I think what you also know is that since it is a magical form of communication, if anything were to interfere with magic, either here where you're at or there where your bodies are at, that could have an effect people would potentially be able to scry on this as well. Not that that's been a concern before, but uh, mm. the one thing that you still don't know is whether you can initiate the connection because Sam is right there right now. So he's already made that connection. Uh, Yeah. Darwin, is there anything you want to tell Sam or get from Sam? Nothing I can think of at this time. Okay. Okay. Um, Iolana is kind of, taken you said like are we standing in water or on snow or what's what's <sighs> the ground like right now slushy it's 
Yeah, it's like a slush that has like a solid point somewhere inside of it. So you're maybe up to your knees right now. Oh. The water's not cold. It's very tepid. The snow is the snow is pure white. Like it is clean snow. The water, on the other hand, gets dark much quicker than it should. It takes on this darker blue, purplish tinge after just a few inches, making it very difficult to see what's beneath you. But if you were to reach down and touch it, you would feel ground that feels like the rest of the ground here. It's just difficult to tell like how thick it is. You assume thick enough since you're not falling through. Okay. Kind of without looking up from her notebook, still jotting down all of this information Iolana's collecting, she says kind of as an aside, someone should make sure our bodies are protected in that realm. Okay. And for the first time during this conversation, Sam sees Iolana start to speak. As your body remains as still as a statue, you begin speaking. Your mouth moves, but other than that, perfectly still. And he says, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I'll, I'll make sure to spend some time down here each day, but I'm, you know, I can't, I can't do 24 hours. You know, I do need sleep at some point. Do need food at some point. I'm sure I can get somebody to rotate off. Is there anybody you had in mind? Um, you all have allies in the area. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just, I had an idea. I just hadn't gotten it out yet. Uh, <laughs> tell Commander Balfall she needs to set up a watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I can do that for you. Uh, should I leave them any special instructions or just make sure nothing happens to your bodies? I think that's pretty much it. Well, I mean, except for the same thing that I said about Sicarius, which like don't remove our bodies from where they are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Leaving your bodies put. Shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, people are not very keen on coming down here after everything that happened. Yeah, I don't blame them. And we do got to finish clearing this area out. We've got, uh, well, we've got the, uh, we've got patches to remove from down here. Not sure what's going to happen with him, but I mean, do you need his body? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't see that we do, but it's possible that the cause of the withering might also be part of the solution, but I don't know. In which case, Sam says, all right, I'll go have a speak with your commander and ask about getting a watch set up down here. I can't promise it'll be more than like one or two people. I know the fight took a, took its toll and people are worried about you know more, but yeah, I'll pass along the message. Thank you. And he leaves and the vision of Sam in the cavern fades away. And you three are now alone there in the grayscape. Ilana. Uh, Ilana closes her notebook and kind of stashes it in her satchel and says, so what sort of information can you provide on where we are? Oh, is that, is that a me? You're talking that to me? In general, to anyone in the room. Um, oh, uh... <laughs> Well, uh, this is the grayscape. Um, it was, was, is, I don't even know, the sort of like the place in between our world and Corum's. Um, but it's, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Darwin, it's not supposed to exist. Sounds right. Okay, so at this, Yolanda takes her satchel back out, scratches all that down, and then kind of looking at you and at the notebooks is, 
uh, first, before I even speak, Scott, what hmm. time of day is it? Oh, it's always the same. In the- what time of day? In the realm we left behind, what time oh, of day? Oh, 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 back, back in Capris. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant here in the grayscape, because here in the grayscape, it is gray. <laughs> I mean, it's very fitting that I am now in London, because yes, it could look very much as if you were just in like a heavily fogged area, but you can see for miles and miles. But back in Capris, let's see, you arrived on shore, you had a big fight with some natives of the Grayscape, you ran into the Vice Count, and then you came here. So it was all rather quick. So I think back in Capris, it's like late morning time, like 11. Shit. Why? Oh, I was just, I thought it was later. Um, I know. I know it took a while to get through all of that other stuff, but yeah, that was like, you landed on the island, there's a fight, you did the fight, and then you left. Okay, so kind of taking that in now, Yolanda's looking at her notebook and says, I believe before we venture any further, we should better understand where we are. Oh. How, how do you propose to do that, yeah? Well, we need we can definitely further investigate the portal, make sure it's going to last, that it's not just going to close. We could attempt to understand what moving through the portal does so that we can better engage in that. Also not a bad idea to understand exactly how the communication works. There's a lot of factors we don't understand, and I believe moving deeper into a lack of understanding might be ill-advised. Well, uh, I don't think you're wrong. Um, As for the portal, uh, I don't know if you were there... I suppose you weren't when we were talking to Corum. It's being held open by a god. So, oh, do I know that? Or do you just I, know that, I Darvin? think that might just be Nate. Yeah, I don't know Unless, that. So sorry, that might just to, be Darvin. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to field that because I don't know that information. I mean, player knows it, but RNS mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah, I okay. don't know if Darvin shared that. So, yeah. Well, I, don't, point, I don't think we had a point. We had a point to share it. That it's being held open by Corum for us. Yeah. I would mention that at this point then Uh that goes into the notebook (laughs) to be very specific Coram told darvin it is being held open by darvin's death right i'm still dead so i think it's gonna stay open no you're still alive yeah but i still have died well everybody's that well (laughs) i mean he took your death from you that's the price to keep the portal open yes right right okay yeah but if there's an investigation you want to do on the portal itself, yes. by all means, go for it. I will not stop anyone. Oh, yeah. To see if we can, like, strengthen it to be, like, normal again. To be able to, like, go through it rather than, like, half go through it. I That's a very interesting idea. I don't think it's something we're able to do either. But, you know, I'm throwing it out there. So, yeah. Is there any, is there any investigation or experimentation people want to do with the portal? I don't. I don't even know. I mean, I, like, I want to know how it works, but I feel like I feel like I'm not going to find that information out. <laughs> I can try. I guess I can investigate it to see if I can figure out like how it transports from one place to another. Okay, if you want to do that, you can go ahead and uh, roll some Arcana while you're checking out the portal. Um, I'm going to do all the this same. Goes. Same. All right. Yeah, everybody can give that a shot. Let's go. <laughs> That'll do. All right. Iolana, what'd you get? 19. Darvin? 9. Aranus? 
You guys can suck it. I got a 24. <laughs> well, Garvin, <laughs> magic's never been your specialty, I suppose. Nope. What is that? Can I hit it? <laughs> or run away from it? <laughs> nope. Okay. You can run away from a portal real easily. It doesn't go anywhere. I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ilana and Aranis, you're checking out the portal, and everything that you can see and everything that you can um, tell through your investigations tells you that it is stable, whatever, however it works. It's not like fluctuating. You don't notice it getting stronger or weaker uh, as you're looking at it. Uh, it's not changing in size. Ilana, you definitely pick up that something is not quite right with it. But having never encountered a portal before, like you aren't sure what. Aranus, since you were actually down here when this happened, you do know what this is. It is because you used the mantle on this portal. Something did pull away like a bunch of its magic potential, which is why it's leaving you half in the cavern and half here in the grayscape. Is Aranus going to explain that to the rest of us? Oh, of course I will. I okay. Of course, of course. But as far as you can tell, there's no danger of it all of a sudden closing, not without any outside interference. And since this is being held open by a god, according to Darwin, that seems pretty unlikely. Is there anything else people want to do with the portal? I don't have anything. Me Yolana is going to suggest that we attempt to experiment with initiating contact with the other side of the portal before we move on. Okay. Do you want one of us to go back out? Well, since is Sam still here? No, he's not. He said he was going to go talk to Commander Baufall. You can't. Actually, that's not true. Give me. I need a roll here. Um, I need a roll. Yeah, I think we're going to stick with Arcana because this is a magical portal. I was going to do some investigation or perception type stuff. But the main trick here is forming that contact, focusing in on the other side. So if you would like to see, if you want to find out how much you can actually initiate from your side, roll an arcana. Is that anybody or is that just Anybody who wants to give it a shot. Okay. I mean, you're all standing there talking. It's like if somebody wants to take a stab at focusing in on the other side, go for it. All right. Aranus. 26. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What is your arcana bonus now? Plus eight. God. How is your arcana as good as mine? Jack of all trades, baby. Yeah. Actually, oh, and Bard. Yeah. It's still a magic class. Darvin. 20. Ooh. And Iolana? Also 20. Okay. Jesus. Good. We're getting the high rolls out now. I like it. I like it. It's bad. <laughs> so you all take a moment to focus in on your bodies in the cavern and to focus in on Capris. And a vision of that cavern comes into view. It's overlaid on top of the grayscape. Unfortunately, you don't have any control over your heads on that side. So you can't turn around and like take in the full view. And you just all three find yourself staring at the opposite side of the cavern down there. Hmm. It looks like there's a couple lanterns placed somewhere behind you. So there's some low light flickering, but you don't see any movement right now. Doesn't look like anybody's there. Okay, I attempt to speak. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, when you speak out loud, you hear yourselves here in the grayscape, so it's hard to tell if you're hearing yourself in both places. Oh, right, because you can't see your own mouth move, and we can't see it either, right? Right. Mm, That's a good question. Can you see each other at all? Let's see, we had 
We had Arnis go in first, mm-hmm. and then Iolana, and then Darwin. It's probably not. But you all went in from the same direction. <laughs> um, so we're all like back to back to back. <laughs> Uh, I think of it. I I see it more as like a like a diagonal line, where like a you know, like Arnis is out front, and then behind and to the left of him is Iolana, and then behind and to the left of her is Darvin, in like a very very slight angle there. But you know what? I think to avoid any confusion, I will say that Iolana, as you speak, Darvin and Arnis get a little bit of feedback, like they're hearing you from multiple locations. Okay. It was hard to tell when Sam was there, just because there was another soy. Blah, another swace. There was another source of sound, mm. but the cavern is so quiet. You can, ooh, no, even better. I, you're in a cavern. Fuck me. You're in a cavern. So when you speak, you don't notice it at first, but eventually you start to hear the echo of your own voice off the walls. Okay, like it's very low, but okay. So you must be making sound on that side. That's good to know. Okay, okay. I'm glad I got there eventually. Yeah. Anything else you want to mess with this portal with? I'm thinking Eolana uh, is going to take a coin. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Take a coin from their pouch or her pouch and chuck it through the portal. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> like it beamed my body in the head. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know what happened. That's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No portal humor? Okay, fine. Uh, no, that was that was good. That was very funny. <laughs> um, Ilana steps over to the portal, throws a coin through. Darvin and Arnis, are you still focusing in on the cavern? Uh, yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Okay. Ilana, high or low? A uh, high. Feeling lucky tonight. Oh, that's a six on the die. Ouch. So oh, yeah, you beat yourself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was gonna have it be Aranus since you already made the joke, but I like that even better. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of me being yourself. <laughs> oh, sorry, Darvin. From where you're at in the cavern, you see a gold coin fly across the room and hit Iolana on the side of the head. <laughs> Darwin starts. The most important question: Do I feel it? You do not. Oh, that's scary. And Yolanda continues to start writing in her notebook. But Darwin, you were going to say something. Darwin chuckles. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh, it's too good. Yolanda shoots him a slightly contemptuous look. I don't think you can. I can't see you, right? Uh, no, you can see both in the grayscape and in the, in the cavern scape. right now. Okay. Oh, even when you're focused- it's funny. You threw a coin and it hit you in the head. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is good portal comedy. <laughs> right? Um, even when you're focusing in on the cavern, it doesn't completely overtake your senses. You can still hear and see things here in the grayscape. It's just a matter of degrees at that point. Like You're never so far not able to shut out the grayscape. Like your consciousness is still here. So it's like you're eavesdropping on yourself. Okay. All right. Any other fun with portals we want to have right now? I defer to Iolana's judgment. You could try shooting an arrow through the portal. That's not. established that things go through the portal. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to risk shooting an arrow into myself. Yeah, 
That seems bad. Magic? Nah, mm. I don't want to try that. I don't want to try to shoot magic through a magic thing. That seems like a weird, like, magnet situation. Like, that might end poorly. <laughs> but it could end amazingly when magnet intensifies. It could, but I don't know that that's a good thing either. Mm-hmm. All right. Yulon is kind of done with her experimentation before, um, but what Darwin and Arnis would see is that she takes the like brown leather journal she's been writing in, wraps it up, sticks it in her bag, and pulls out a journal that looks it looks exactly like the one that uh, the Vale wrote in all the time. Mm. And what Yolan is actually doing is she's writing what she knows about the situation to her father and requesting that he provide additional protection for their corporeal bodies while they are in the grayscape. Mm. R- remind me again, what's the name of this item? Uh, let me check it. Because this is one of your magic items that you started with for coming in as a... This is the Journal of Shared Secrets. That's right. That's it allows you... Yeah. It's, it has a mirror journal over in... Um, I think your father has it, right? Yes. Gosh, what is your father's name? Uh, Huracan. Huracan. He's got the matching journal. So yeah, he will get that message next time he checks it. And as you finish writing your notes and put your journals away, you notice the current around your legs is getting stronger. What do you do? Iolana takes a moment and focuses her mind on all of her studies in her psionic abilities on air and how it moves. And give me one second. I'm looking for the name of the ability. (laughs) Turning pages. Um, I use my psychic focus of air, which while doing it, I take no falling damage and ignore difficult terrain. Oh, that might be handy. Because if we got into a combat situation, this may be considered difficult terrain. Okay. Darwin, Aranus, uh, is there anything you'd like to do about this weird current that seems to be getting stronger? Um, I can't think of anything. Can I tell the direction that it's going? You could try. You could roll a nature. Ooh, well, I'll try it. Why not? Anybody else got good nature? <laughs> Anyone? Bueller? Determining the flow of water, sure. that seems like a pretty nature thing to me. Oh, yeah. It don't, no, it totally is. I'm not. Can we just throw like a twig in it or something? Or... That would be the nature check, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. Like, this like it's still, it's still going to be a check, right? Yeah. Like the, what physical actions you take to do that nature check are up to you. Like, I don't know where you'd get yeah. a twig from, but if you wanted to like tear off a bit of your sleeve and throw it in, or like <laughs> um, if you had any items that float and just like drop it in the water, that's up to you. But yeah, if you want to roll nature, go ahead. I'll roll it. Okay, let's start from the middle this time. Darvin. 13. Mm-hmm. Aranus. I got an 11. Ilana. 16. Ooh, not terrible. Okay. I think you can all tell the general direction that it's flowing. And basically moving like from behind you forward. Darvin and Aranus, you can't really tell much beyond that. Other than like it's not a normal current. Ilana, you pick up on this, which I think is interesting because, correct me if I'm wrong here, Ilana grew up, lived most of her life on an island, right? Yes, Ilana is very familiar with water. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, it took you a second to put it together just because the type of current doesn't match what you're physically experiencing. Like, you're in shallow water, it shouldn't move like this, but you do recognize it after a moment as being the wake that a creature especially a large creature makes as it moves through the water. 
And as Iolana recognizes this, you watch her side blades activate. <laughs> and she says, it takes a defensive stance and says, something's coming. Well, that's intimidating. Uh, I look behind us at where like it seems like the mm-hmm. water is coming from. Okay. Darwin, anything you'd like to do? <laughs> um... I think a combination of those, make sure I'm facing the direction Neolana has indicated danger, and then probably also a defensive stance. Are you pulling out a weapon? Yes. Well, leg sword. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to remember to ask this time, Darvin. What are you doing with your leg? Um, It's going to hop along next to me. Okay. So, as you all take note of this current and turn to face it, weapons drawn, it rushes past your legs with a visible wake as if from an immense ship or creature, and it rocks you back and forth. The current stops as a form rises out in front of you. She has dark gray hair, seemingly untouched by the water, and light gray skin. Were it not for a small nubbin of a horn on her forehead, you'd swear she was an orc. As she completely emerges, you notice her clothes are made of light furs, also noticeably dry. And it looks as if she's standing on a smooth island. But that notion is quickly dashed as the massive horned head of an enormous narwhal breaks the surface of the water and lets out an ear-splitting shout. And the two of them eye you closely. This woman announces their presence. Greetings, replete ones. Welcome to our home, or what's become of it anyway. My name is Escape. And my loud friend here is Ward. We mean you no harm if you can say the same. We've seen enough of that. Thank you. What brings you here? At her mention of meaning no harm, Iolana, the power from her side blades recedes back into her. Mm. And she begins to take a quizzical look over the two creatures in front of us. And I want to see if I can discern what uh, what race the woman who's speaking to us is. Okay. I'm- Aside from that horn, she looks like very much like an orc. Like she's got little tusks coming out. She's a little more muscular, not necessarily cut like a weightlifter, but definitely has the bulk of muscle mass. Okay. And the creature is this just enormous narwhal. She's standing on it. It looks like a bus under her feet. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely like you you know how deep the water is where you're standing like it's a couple feet at most and this creature just swam through it i say uh we uh, uh, uh i'm so i'm so thrown off by this lady um uh i we were unaware that anyone was left uh in this realm left oh oh you mean the portal Not everyone was as eager as those who went through, some seeking escape, more seeking conquest or vengeance, I'm not sure. But a fair number of us stayed. Besides, this is quite a ways away for some of us. Um, well, you asked of our intentions. Um. Yes. We're trying to get to hell. (laughs) Would you call it hell? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> call it that. <laughs> that's what it feels like. I think um, Darwin would take offense at that. Like, no, it's no, not I, a don't, bad I don't. Ca- place. I don't call it that. I know it's not a bad place. Well, and hell is a 
construct of our world. Right. Yes, I know that. Uh, we're trying to get to Coram's realm. Mm, taking an interesting way there. It's the only way open to us. I just mean, most folks like you simply die when they want to go. We have the intention of returning. Mm. All right. Well, that is a an interesting idea. Not sure exactly how we can help you, but uh, that's not to say that no one here knows. You know, it's not often we get outsiders here, but there is someone I must introduce you to. The Hollow Queen. She's an expert on your kind, and I'm sure she can help you. She's in the Tangled Alcove. Not more than a day's swim for Ward here. If you'll put your weapons away and climb on, we can get going. He's rather gentle when he wants to be. Uh... Um, hmm. uh, not to sound too mistrusting, but uh, we've made previous mistakes. I <laughs> haven't we all? Why, wh- um, how do we know that you're not just gonna try to like take us out? Or, like, I don't know, I don't know if killing people is a thing here, but like, what, why, like, why should we trust you? Well, as far as I know, people can die here, but why should you trust me? I if I had wanted to attack you, to eliminate you, a ward could have simply swallowed you whole. Oh, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, he's huge. Oh, yeah. He could easily swallow you. Maybe not all three at once, but like he totally could have just <laughs> like, like come oh, up and oh, oh. Cool. Cool. We trust him then. All right. I guess that's what we're doing. Ilana, you got anything? No, Yolanda sees no other alternative and so hesitantly climbs on board the giant whale. If okay. we all right, I have one one last thing. If you take us out there, if we manage to get back, can you get us back to this portal? Yeah, of course. Ward knows the way. Okay. All right. I get on the giant narwhal. Oh my god. Okay. This day is really weird. <laughs> Darvin, as you move closer, she like puts up a hand and stops you. Uh, your leg, please. I reshape my leg. Okay. <laughs> Ward thanks you, I'm sure. All right. So now there's the four of you on the back of this enormous narwhal. And the travel begins. The landscape is still nothing like what you remembered from your previous experience here. There are some rolling hills of snow off in the distance, but there's also huge chasms in the ground. There's waterfalls leading down into inky blackness. There are mountains of ice that seem to have risen up through the ground, but all through the travel, the sky remains gray. It's difficult to tell the passage of time here. And as you go, actually, wait first, before we get to that, um, is there any discussion you'd like to have on the way there? Escape is eyeing all of you very closely, being the outsiders that you are. But she's not trying to pry too much. I don't feel a particular need to discuss much. I mean, it's not like we can plan when we don't know what we're planning for. So Mm -hmm. It's true. Largely just rolling with it here, I think. As you're going, she engages in some small talk. So do you all eat? Do you have food? Oh, shit. Do we have food? 
I have I mean, rations. I have I have some rations. I don't know how many um, at this point, but I have some. But we're also like here, but not really here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that works. Well, not I mean, sure. We have, but we have all our stuff. But I don't. Oh well. Mm-hmm. So we'll figure that out. Escape says, "Well, I'm not sure if you can all eat what we eat, but you're more than welcome to give it a try." Find out. <laughs> Yeehaw. And as you continue on, she begins to ask another very mundane question, like seemingly mundane, like, oh, tell me about the sky where you're from. And Darwin, you feel a warmth on your shoulder. I do? Yes. You feel a warmth on your shoulder as if someone has placed a hand there. And you hear Sam's voice in your head. Darwin. Darvin, can you hear me? Is everyone free to chat? Um, I try to respond. Yes, I can hear you. Sam says, oh, okay, good. And Escape turns around and says, I, I knew you could hear me. You've been, <laughs> we've been talking. I know. Uh, sorry, not you. And you hear Sam say, what? You can't hear me? Um, sorry, Sam, not you. <laughs> you screwed up your three-way calling, Darvin. Hang on, I have another call. (laughs) Escape is very confused. Sam? Wait, is one of you Sam? No. Sam is our friend. Okay. And you hear Sam say, well, that's good to know. I'm glad, Darvin. (laughs) You're my friend, too. Um, They don't seem to hear him, right? I think as you call attention to it, Aranis and Iolana can start to hear Sam's voice, too. Okay. When he made physical contact with you, like it brought his voice to you a little sooner. But yeah. The three of you can hear Sam again. So now's a good time? I would say so. Um, Yeah, sorry I'm late. Uh, Sicarius has been working nonstop since she arrived, and she needs an extra set of hands. You know, I'm just glad to be doing some good out there. She's done for the day. She needs to rest, but she can be down here pretty soon to check up on you. I spoke with Commander Bowfall about, you know, getting some guards down here. She's able to spare a couple. You know, if anything terrible comes through that portal, I'm not sure if there'll be much help, but, you know, keep you safe from pickpockets and whatnot. Thank you. Is Are you still okay over there? Is everything all right? Uh, it's weird, but okay for now. Okay. It's, it's weird in here. All right. Well, that's good to know. I'll, uh, I'll let you know when Sicardus gets here, so it's not a surprise. Okay. Well, I don't know how the two of you were getting on. Mm, well, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, did I? Okay, I can't remember. Did I ever tell Sam that Adriana is my mom? You've told no one this. The only people that would know would be Vale and Darvin because they were in the room. But I never told Sam, right? Did I? I thought was, I told Sam. was Sam not there? I thought he knew because he knows Sicarius is your sister. He then he knows. Like I would assume Sam knows. Yeah, then he yeah, then he's gotta know. So yeah, it's fine. Thank you. Sam, it's fine. Okay. It's- okay. All right. Well, I'll be here in the cavern for a while and I'll let you know when your sister when your when Sicarius gets here. Don't worry, nobody else heard that, right? Yeah, yeah I'll let you know when she gets here. Person who doesn't know. Yolana heard it and Damn takes it. out her journal and makes some notes. <laughs> you cross those oh, out. You you, I, you cross those out right now. I'm like not even joking. You cross those out right now. 
And just takes her pen and just does a one straight line through them. Oh, for fuck's sake, Iolana. Folds the journal up. This is like a this is like a lives are at stake thing. You have to you you have to like erase that from that journal. No, no one sees my journal but me. Until something happens to you, and then who the hell knows who's gonna see it. And then it'll pass to a member of the order. And just like we keep all of our secrets secret, your secret will be safe. Oh, Jesus. Except to like the entire Assassin's Guild. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that out loud. You, I didn't say that. I, would not, I did not say that. Except until the entire... You know what? <laughs> I was going to say, Escape was about to be very interested. Shush. No. <laughs> Didn't happen. She's still very intrigued because something is going on here. She can't hear Sam's side of this conversation. She's not reading Ilana's journal, but mm-hmm. as Arnis continues to shoot Ilana dirty looks, she takes her notebook out and scribbles it out <laughs> and gives Arnis an equally dirty look. Thank you. Okay. If there's nothing else for Sam, he's gonna go again. I think we're I think we're good. Nate. EO, Darwin. Good. All right. Uh, in which case, Sam says, Yeah, we'll talk again soon. And Darwin, you feel him give you a small hug. <laughs> it's like a little warmth around your shoulders and chest. Aranis, you feel the same. Iolana does not get a, sa- a hug from Sam. They're not Iolana that close yet. It's fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Escape turns to you all like, Does someone want to explain that? Uh, nope. Are you spies? Nope. Who are you talking with? Who's this? He's a friend, Sam, I take it, but mm-hmm. who is he? He's a uh, d- dude. This guy we know. He's pretty cool. Hmm. Now, as long as he doesn't bring any harm to us, or you through him, nope. we'll be okay. Okay. I'm trusting you for now. Okay. Okay. The ride on the back of Ward continues. Escape makes idle chit-chat here and there, pointing out what used to be here in the Grayscape, how things used to be solid, and now everything has kind of fell into disarray. The world is a mess, quite literally. Things are broken, but it wasn't nearly as disastrous as everybody first feared. Traveling along... You see creatures in the distance, not all human or humanoid. Some of them are more beast-like than others. Some of them just straight up are animals. It's difficult to tell what at this distance. And then you begin to approach the Tangled Alcove, and you find the closest thing to a city you've seen here. The angle of the ground slopes inward on all sides, like an immense bowl, and along the slopes... You see the barest ideas of homes, some domed like ice huts, others with walls but no roof, and a scant few that are just poles with signs hanging from them. A number of Grayscape natives wander about amid their regular business, chatting, but they definitely notice you as you get closer on ward, and you see heads turn towards you. As you get to the outskirts of this city, escape stops ward, informing you you're going to have to walk from here. Swimming through the city for Ward is difficult without damaging people's homes and disturbing people's daily lives, but it's easy enough to dismount. Walking in, you can see down to the bottom of this city. At the bottom of the alcove is a web of ice and snow, 
sheltering the only fire you've seen here. Green and yellow. What Arnis and Darwin would know is a bulb. Oh, shit. Escape tells you the Hollow Queen is down there. We can leave Ward to his patrol. Shall we? Uh, yeah. Did, did Arnis say oh shit out loud? Sure sounded like it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yolana's gonna then ask, uh, why, why? Oh shit? Well, see that fire? Yes. Uh, we've never had a particularly positive experience encountering one of those. Is that true? Isn't there a time? Well, I mean, the one under Karami didn't cause us any harm. Didn't we use it in the war? In the battle, I mean? Trying to we remember. made a like, cool artifact, and that was about it. Ah, I see. The earrings of fairy face. Yes, I was just looking. Which only work when we're there, right? No, we left them without coats. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, in that case. What sort of knowledge might Iolana have about an object like this? I, that really depends on how much Vale wrote down in that journal. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and in fact, Vale's was thorough with their kind of chronicling of their adventure. So I think when you mention it by name, then I would understand kind of the history of Vale's side of those stories and instantly recognize this is the type of object that would rip a creature's arm off <laughs> when manipulated or curse-bloated off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, powerful, dangerous, as all powerful things are but potentially useful. Um, Escape begins to walk into the tangled alcove, the city, not down yet to where the bulb is. She turns to the three of you. Are you coming? You want to just follow us. Yep. As you travel down the slope of the city, you notice the natives are eyeing you even closer, and a few take tentative steps towards you, but Escape gives them a quick motion like, nope, 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 not right now. We've Are got they all snow creatures. You would presume. We can't tell by looking. Mm-mm. No. Remember, they look normal. I don't know what's normal. They look just like us on the outside. I see. Mm-hmm. I did not remember. Yeah, it's only yeah. when you cut them open do you see that there's snow. Well, that's the only way you've seen it so far. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so that's what I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. No. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, when they are shaped in a humanoid or creature style, they're indistinguishable from the flesh and blood creatures you know. Um, Escape says, you'll have to pardon them. They they don't mean to be rude. They're just drawn to folks like you is all. In a positive or a negative way? Call it curiosity. Whether that leads to positive or negative things is all depending on the person. Okay. For now. (laughs) Okay. Escape leads you farther down into the city until you begin to travel underneath that snow and ice web covering the bulb. You step down here and it has a very greenish-yellow glow bouncing off the snow and the ice. The ground is actually very firm here. It's very hard-packed snow. One thing that you notice is the size of this bulb It was difficult to tell from the top of the city, but as you get down here now, you notice it is fairly large, definitely bigger than the one in Capris, than the one in the Frost Swamps, than the one in Karami. This is, uh, let's see, what's a good scale here? I would say this bulb is about 20 feet in diameter. Oh, oh dear. And 
Escape starts walking the three of you around one side of it. Says, the Hollow Queen is our, uh, I guess you would say, most senior native here. She has a particular knack for dealing with you type of folk. I wouldn't necessarily call her, you know, royalty or leadership, but she is, she is revered and respected. And as you finish coming around the bulb, you see what looks to be an elderly woman, long hair, like long, wiry hair extending down to the ground. She's seated on a small stool. She has layers and layers of clothing on, like robe after robe after jacket after jacket. A very wrinkled face, deep eyes, and bony hands. Not like the withering, but like grandma hands. And seeing the three of you, her eyes light up. Guests. Outsiders. Thank you, Escape. It's always wonderful to meet more. Tell me, strangers, who are you? My name is Aranis Gray. She gives a small nod in your direction. She eyes Iolana and Darvin. Darvin. Just Darvin, is it? Darvin Grimm. A pleasure. Iolana is going to respond by saying, uh, oh God, I'm, I'm not sure. You've never had to introduce yourself before? This is the first like introduction in, oh, I, don't, I guess, yeah, where I've been like put on the spot. Do I give my name or not? Since Iolana's started, that wasn't one of them. So, mm. uh, you looking for one of your aliases? Uh, no, I'm looking for the translation of my name. I actually like when I built the character, mm. the name actually means something. So rather than give her her name, she's going to give her the translation because there's something you know powerful in names. I just have to pull it up because I didn't actually write it on the character sheet. It's in my massive background I wrote. What is the language that Ilana's name comes from? Uh. I believe it's, oh God, I can't remember now. I'm a horrible person. Real world language or Yeah, it is D&D a real language. world language. It is okay, a real okay. world language. I don't yeah. know, there's plenty of like elvish translators or elven translators out there. So if you said like, oh, it means this in elvish or in primordial or celestial or whatever, I, I would definitely I believe you. I say it actually is Hawaii, one of the Hawaiian languages, like that's native to the islands. Um, let's see. A, and listen to a lot of different languages i mean i just did a quick google search it tells me mm-hmm. hawaiian yeah that's what i thought it's soaring wind her first and last name translate to soaring wind okay and so she says you may call me soaring wind soaring wind that's Ernest makes a visible effort to maintain his face um what what is the face that arnis is trying to prevent from making who the hell is soaring wind face <laughs> okay because <laughs> i've never heard her called that Ever. So I'm like, uh, the fuck? <laughs> I just didn't know what level of incredulity you were going for there. Okay. No, I'm just like, I just have never heard her called that. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Aranis, Darwin, and Soaring Wind. Is it both names every time? Or is it ever just wind or just soaring? Uh, Yolanda replies that it's always the full name. Very well, Soaring Wind. I welcome you to our home. Tell me, what brings outsiders such as yourselves here? Do you seek conquest, resources, escape? She motions to escape the person and is just like, 
not like little e escape. <laughs> like, are you running from something? We don't want any of those things. Then what do you want? We seek passage to the realm of the dead. Very curious. Very curious indeed. Well, I could help you. I would much rather spend time with you, of course, and reading you. But I take it you are in a hurry. A bit. Hmm. This is a pressing matter, yes. Tell me, do you intend to stay there? No. So you'll need a way back. Presumably. Or have you already got that figured out? Nope. I see. Very much like your kind. Not planning ahead too far. Well, to be fair, as far as we can tell, no one's tried to do this ever. So planning ahead is not possible. Well, I'm not sure how many have tried to come here, visit Corum and return. But you're not the first of your kind here. But I can help you. Hmm. I can help you, but I will need something from you. That is to say, I will need you to get something so I can help you, if you're willing. Um, what are we getting and how are you helping? Questions. <laughs> Arnis, asking the obvious. <laughs> that is very fair. That is very fair. Well, I could help you by providing a tether back here. Hmm. What you would be providing is, well, a way of helping us and yourself at the same time. This place here, where we're at, is capable of some powerful magic, but I need something to channel it through. And since I assume you all want to go there and I'll return, I would need each of you to bring me back a core to prepare this tether. And hmm, how does she say this? Iolana definitely catches on first. The creatures here, the center of us is different from the center of you. Inside us all is a small stone-like object. And if you could each bring me one, I could use that to create your tethers for you. She said inside each of them? Mm-hmm. Like, well, the creatures here. The easiest fetch quest ever. There's a bunch of dead ones back in the city we just left. I have one already. Yeah, you've got one from Snowvale. Well... Well, wait, do you mention this to her, or are you just thinking this to yourself? No, I just, um, this is in my brain. Okay, okay. In which case, she says, you could easily, well, hopefully easily, acquire these by helping us at the same time. There are those here we call the Baron. B-A-R-R-E-N. I'm not like a rank. Right. There are those here we call the Baron, and they have grown restless. Many of them seek violence, seek conquest, and have escaped to your world. But some are trying to threaten us here in the alcove, and we'd be grateful for your help in putting a stop to them. And if you can bring me their cores, I can create these tethers for you or do whatever else it is you might need. As a bonus, I'd be more than happy to read each of you. It's always a pleasure to Look into folks such as yourselves. So interesting. What do you mean, read us? Your, 
your, what is the common word for this? Your threads, your souls. Yes, I believe that's what you call them. It's what you have that we do not. I think I'm good. I don't know that I need anybody else rattling around in there. Yeah, I'm not about to take you up on that offer, but (laughs) Iolana definitely sees the value in endearing this group to us and so is willing to go on the fetch quest at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am too, because, I mean, the safer we make this realm for them, the safer we actually make our bodies back in Mm -hmm. Karami too, so. Agree. Call that a double Mm. positive, which doesn't make a negative. Uh-huh. More positive. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what we call a win-win. Well, it's a shame that you can't indulge me, but it's taking care of the bear, and that takes precedence. I'd much rather deal with a threat than satisfy curiosity. The most threatening of the Baron are approaching us from the uh, direction. Difficult for you to understand here. Oh. The West, if we had such a thing here. Um, she like motions up the side of the alcove in like a general direction. First, uh, how many of them are there? That depends on how many tethers you wish to make. There are, she counts you, four souls among you. So what? I imagine four. What are you talking about? She just like goes down the line. She points at Darwin. She points at Iolana, and then she points two fingers at you, Aranis. You and your instrument. Uh. Okay. <laughs> That's new information. Um, you, you know Emma's in there. Well, I know that Emma's in there, but I didn't know she was like an actual like soul. soul. You didn't? Okay. Well, I, I wasn't certain. I mean, oh, I knew yeah. she had like some sort of life to her but did okay all right oh yeah we're, no definitely we're moving forward yeah a hollow queen assumed you knew that's fine that's fine there's no reason she would know i didn't <laughs> yes um so it's something i can't help but see it's something that most of us can't help but sense it's why they will be drawn to you if you go out there it's okay. why our citizens are drawn to you okay uh, what was the second thing I was going to ask? Because now know. I feel like there are three things, but I can't remember what the second one was. Well, then let's go to the third. What's the third thing? The third thing is, can we make a tether for someone that's not with us? Do you plan on stealing from Corum? No. <laughs> Wasn't his to begin with. Ah, I see. I don't see why not. It would just require one of you to take an extra tether. Seems doable. Okay. So we need five of these things. Um, how hard are these barren to kill? Oh, uh, I remember the other thing I was going to ask. Answer this ask thing that first. first. No, okay. no, no. No. Answer this thing first. We're already down a road. Some more difficult than others. More than most of us here could handle. But they are... They're not necessarily drawn to us the same way they would be drawn to you. Does that mean it's easier for us to kill them or harder? No, no. That means it'll be easier for them to find you 
and easier for you to find them. Oh, okay. Mm. Also, we don't have a good concept of like time, but I'm having this feeling that we're going to need to like rest before we go out and do this thing. Oh. But I don't know how long we've been awake because the sky is always gray here. Well, if you're tired, then... Oh, sorry. What was that, Eo? I was going to say that we would feel tired at this point because she said it was a day's journey on the whale to get to where we were going. I guess that's true, yeah. (laughs) The Hollow Queen will say, well, if you feel tired, by all means, take up some empty space on the slope and rest. Okay. Okay. That's that's all I got. Thank you. So we have a deal then. Excellent. Return to me when you are finished. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Tucker Tuttle and Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello and Sierra Jones. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B., and thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.